I believe that we could be that dumb, and you're going to get there. You've never even had a finger. No. What about a cock? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, okay. Some of these are like honeysuckles. They still got stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> So that was the Civil War. <laughs> I mean, the North won, but all the drummer boys lost. <laughs> and that was where I learned how to mop properly. <laughs> Hit record. You see that? We're releasing the episode. I don't care how it records or doesn't record. The red button's lit. You want to check that? Is there a time running at the top? Uh, let's see, we got 15, 16, 17, 18. That seems to be the sequence of numbers. That seems to be how numbers go. I think we're, I think we're in. All right, baby. Hey, none of that. Since you've been gay. Take my glasses off. <laughs> I can pee for the first time. I've always been gay. Welcome to Overshadowed, everybody. All righty. We're doing the Pride app. This is usually a podcast about the siblings of famous people, but today we're giving it to the gays. Straight history generally is history. So today we're talking about gay history, history, baby. Deep, deep history. Deep we history. Went deep. We, went, we deep. went as gay as we could go with this. We app. went deep. And I'll tell you, we are now involved in a relationship, <laughs> and it's been very good. In an intergenerational uh, historical orgy containing only men and a, and a lot of young boys as well. Also, we'll I got some lesbos in mind. Oh, I got some lesbos on the mind. A lot of boys as well. They're in the other room. They don't yeah. want to be with us. Oh, okay, you locked them up. Nope, they're just interested in their own thing. They're I'm doing the their own thing. The door was locked when I checked. <laughs> that was from the inside. They okay. locked it. All they right. don't want us coming in. Okay. They want Is there us anything coming I can out? do to get them to warm up to me? Charles, you can't convert these lesbians. <laughs> this is not the spirit of pride. I'm just saying. How the many are The spirit of pride. Get in there and come on those guys' faces. <laughs> Oh, that's why you had a room full of guys in the other room. Yeah, that's why we're doing the podcast today at my apartment is because in my bedroom, I have a, a stable of men, faces upturned like jack-o'-lanterns ready to be smashed mm -hmm. by Charles Cock. <laughs> Happy Pride, everybody. Happy we Pride. have so much to talk about. A lot. Uh, a lot to talk about. I quit my job full-time doing the pod. It's a lot of pressure. I'm crumbling under the weight of it. Charles, how you doing? I'm doing way better than you because, okay. Zach, I don't know if anybody has noticed. I don't know if you've been uh, participating in the live stream. But Zach has gotten up and pooped nine times. <laughs> I can tell you're stressed. Your anxiety's shitting all over this house. I don't know what's going on, dude. I don't dude. know if I you had a little pride night last night or <laughs> if you're just stressed because something's coming out of you. And I don't know what the cause is. I've, is been, on a, I've been doing poppers for about two weeks straight. Yeah, okay. I'm fully popped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel a little inflated, so um, I'm going to have to borrow a popper to get into this app. That would be a fun thing. We'd sniff poppers on the app. <laughs> Just dive into a new galaxy for 10 seconds yeah. and then be like, all right, everybody. We are back from the game. The, the Stonewall Uprising yeah. was a landmark event in Pride. It created Pride. We're in the game mecca. We're in the game mecca. It of, feels uh, great. We're in game mecca to be yeah. not the, yeah, it's the game, yeah, mecca. We're in game mecca. A game mecca, I guess. There's other game meccas. Yeah. But if you're praying, if you're sucking dick, you better be facing towards Manhattan mm -hmm. five times a day. Don't touch the wall of balls, baby. Yeah, you better That's wash your feet here. and you better take pictures of them and sell them on the internet. Pray five times a day to make the gay stay. To make the gay remain. We're coming to you live from the mecca, New York City, the top rated safest city to be gay. Is that it's true? Actually, I thought it was it's Illinois. Number four. Number it's four. Number four. Well, the, li the list I looked up, which, by the way, when I Googled it, I put top safest cities to be gay in. For and sure, then Google yeah. said, do you mean how many tops are in San Francisco? <laughs> A lot of people out there are Googling the population of tops. <laughs> A lot of bottoms that are moving from the Midwest are big. Are we're, ba we're basically you check out the market. Some people do it off How's of schools. the school system? How are the, the taxes? Tops? Where yeah. are the tops at? What's the average length? You yeah. got to do this research. Yeah, you got to, if you're going to move, you got to plan accordingly. The list that I had was um, Portland, New Orleans, San Francisco being number one. Yeah. So Portland, New Orleans, not Chicago. Chicago wasn't there. Chicago got, had something. I mean, there's a place in Chicago called Boys Town. You can right. live in Boys Town. Yeah. So it's, it's got to be there. It's, uh, there's no other place. There's Chinatown. There's not a gay town in other states. You just yeah. call it the gayborhood. But Chicago went ahead and was like, boys right. town. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, we got, a, we got a hot Pride up coming at you. Pride was started in New York City. We're going to talk about the Stonewall Uprising and some pretty amazing people who ended up uh, creating what we now know as Pride. In 1969, they had this Stonewall Uprising, which is considered Independence Gay. Uh -huh. It's the first time that, that that gays really fought back in a pretty aggressive way. Yes, there was there was we'll call it rioting, rebellion, uprising, a revolution. You know, 
It's all these things. Um, but people like, oh, you're calling it a riot. That means you don't let. No, it's just there were a lot of people outside yeah, it was you know, violent hitting too. the cops. Yeah. You know, it was a well, what would you call that? I would call it a riot. I don't think riots are bad. See, that's where you're racist. You know mm. what I mean? They're like, monkey, whoa. I'm like, you brought that's up so black true. people. Well, okay? I'm just talking about the zoo. I'm talking about monkeypox. I just noticed a bunch of monkeys and you yeah, were you like. You brought up Flatbush. What whoa, the whoa. hell? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, riots are good if they're done by the right people. And in this case, they were uh, at, at the Stonewall Uprising, which we'll talk about. Charles looked up a lot of history about Got a lot being of history gay. on the I, gays. It's I, uh, it's yeah. you know, it's a lot of uh, yeah. Stonewall was definitely the inciting event that sparked all the pride movements. And you're walking through New York today, and there, gay people are loud and proud. And going back into the history of They're New loud. York and just the entire country of how we were treated or were treating the gay people, I felt a little more. I was happy that they. I'm like, be as loud as and proud as you want to be. It was a pretty bad thing to be gay in America. It got progressively better up until Stonewall, but it was always a bad thing that had to be kept a secret for most of history. They had ways of like you had to look at a guy for the right time. There was different signals. There was codes. You had to like live your life in like a coded way and hide from society and lie to your parents and go to these underground bars. It's like you're LARPing for your whole life. It was illegal to be gay. I don't know if a lot of people really think that. But instead of a night, you just loved cock. Yeah, exactly. You know? You're a large-ass role-playing. I don't know. (laughs) But now, so now we're at the point where every June, every restaurant turns gay for a little bit. Like we talked about at Burger King right now, you can order a Whopper that comes with two top buns or two bottom buns. I don't think they understand how gay sex works. No, they works. definitely don't. It's definitely not two tops. <laughs> what are they promoting? I don't know. I don't two, know. two gays the arguing over to who fuck. gets to go first. <laughs> Look, gay sex should be between a top and a bottom, like Always. the Bible says. Yeah. You can't have two bottoms mushing their buns together. Yeah, then they're going to never get anything done. That's against God. That's blue balls, and that's, that's blue balls. Satan's way. Right. I will not promote the marriage of two bottoms. No, okay. never. Gay marriage, 100. percent I, I say think you may have to straight shouldn't be allowed to get married, and gay should. Mm-hmm. That'd be a nice rule. That'd be a nice that'd, rule. That'd help me out personally. <laughs> <laughs> Look, babe, I get love you. Get my girlfriend but off my back. Yeah. I don't want to break the law. <laughs> so pride is basically supposed to have been founded on June 28, 1969, when the police raided the Stonewall Inn in Manhattan. Uh, which is a gay club, for operating without a liquor license. It's considered to be the inciting event that sparked the Stonewall Rebellion that ended up culminating in a week of, of, of rioting and just you know being out on the streets and being like, we're not going to take it. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. We want to be treated like people. Uh, and the Stonewall Uprising was the spark okay. that, that set it all off. Um, so in the 1960s, cops would raid gay bars because it was illegal at that time to sell alcohol to suspected gays and lesbians <laughs> and trans people because it's <laughs> that when gays get drunk, they uh, exhibit what's called disorderly conduct. When gays are drunk, they when get a little drunk, disorderly. They, <laughs> they start hugging, but they don't start with a handshake. They go in two arms over the shoulders. Whoa. Cops got to call it in. Yeah, there's an undercover agent there. Like, we got him. Mm-hmm. He just put his hand on my knee. Send yep. this guy straight to the meat Is that a man hand on a man lower back? Whoa. I need backup. <laughs> hey, buddy. How many cocks you had tonight? Whoa. <laughs> he called my eyes emerald. Let's shut this place down. Yeah, what the hell is turquoise? <laughs> yeah, cyan. Yeah. What, are you, what are you, gay? More like Guyan. Okay, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> but uh, I tried to, tried to riff in the moment. Hey, but, man, uh, that's yeah. okay. You're being charged with Look, giving another... Look, I gotta be honest. We had a really fun episode last time. Yeah, we did. And but I we're think gonna have we're a... worried about getting overshadowed by yeah. ourselves. Well, we can do a little catch-up. We can do a little uh, catch-up, and then t- we can get into these uh, fucking assholes. Oh, well, I don't want to, but uh, I don't want you anybody don't want getting to. into my asshole. Yeah. I've never had a finger, I think, up there. You've never even had a finger? No. What about a cock? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, okay. It's 2022. All right. Cock first, finger second. I didn't know second. I was doing the podcast with no, a closeted bigot. Of course not, dude. You've all had a cock. I've been 14. (laughs) Uh, I remember you said there was a term when, because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to speak in code. I mean, yeah, you had to live a a lie. And if if a gay guy wanted to hit on another guy and he didn't know if he was gay, he would ask if he was a friend of Dorothy's. Yeah, okay. I wonder if my uncle did that, because my uncle was was gay, is gay, (laughs) and he's 60. So how old would that make him in the 60s? Zero. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends on when he was born. Yeah. Well, he wasn't. He didn't know Dorothy. He little sperm swimming around your dad's balls, loving it, loving it, loving location. My dad's balls. My uncle. Oh, your my uh, grandpa's balls. Yeah. Don't you talk about Maybe my dad's balls on you. Father's Day? Okay, I know it's Father's Day, but you don't need to bring my dad's balls into this. <laughs> Any other app? Any other? 
Choose your battles, dude. <laughs> so there were raids on, on, on police bars looking for gay activity. Anyone even perceived to be cross-dressing What's or violating? What's that department of the, of the police? I don't know. There was even, I think, a rule in New York that you had to wear like uh, three pieces of your same gender clothing. Three? You had to at least have like three pieces of... If you had like... A sweater, a backwards hat, and a skirt. You're going to jail, dude. Damn, you dude. have to have three. It's like the homeowner's HOA of like <laughs> the city. <laughs> HOK. They're yeah. like, no, 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 no. You can't paint your walls a different color than anybody else in the neighborhood. Right. And you can't put your dick in some other guy's ass. That's true. And we know it's a slippery slope. The skirt to butt pipeline oh, is a short it's one. Really? Yeah. They're literally the fashion police. Yeah, they were. <laughs> They're charging in. <laughs> Who's gayer, really? The people cross-dressing or the cops being like, that's tacky. Come with me. Yeah, <laughs> we got to put you away. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Hope you like furry handcuffs. I don't know if it was a life sentence. And I bet they did. So also you could just have like a bad fashion sense. You know, like, I don't know, it's laundry day or something. You think you somebody messes up that badly, though? I don't know. Better wear Cheryl's skirt. It's laundry day. Yeah. Everybody will get it. Maybe they have a very flowing bathing suit. That would be funny, though, if they... It's uh, European! Yeah. I'm not gay. I've lost a little weight, guys. I just haven't I bought new clothes yet. I just have pants that stretch out and could fit another yeah, guy this, in here. But it's not, not, it is not a that I would. Neck. It's just bigger on me. Not that I would put another guy in here in the Jared subway commercial. Yeah. That's how they should make subway. I mean, I know Jared's canceled, but let's say Gerald's... <laughs> Gerald. Wow. That's, that's the rebrand. Sounds like you guys had some time together. That's the rebrand. Gerald's... Honey, I'm trying to get you back in the limelight. He opens his pants, and there's another guy in there. <laughs> Just for June, and then he's by himself. <laughs> in uh, in ancient Greece, they used to have thigh sex with each other. That sounds terrible. Doesn't it sound bad? It sounds like, let me, so are you standing up? You're standing up facing each other, and you kind of just put your dick between. I guess there has to be kind of a height difference, or maybe you have to be the same height. Or... Stand up. You just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this would totally work. Yeah, just yeah, I think you, Oh, yeah, I, I see I think it. you just have to go up against a wall. The Greeks were you, onto something. A wall? Kind of get yourself perp at angle to... No, you're standing up. All the urns I saw were engraved with two men standing up, one older, one younger. Got it. And he was kind of, you know, making a drawbridge under there. Man, did they not know about hand jobs? <laughs> Is this pre-hand job? Where they were trying stuff out to see what feels the best. I don't know. This is I when mean, they the, Greeks, the, the Greeks invented a lot. Well, Math, maybe that's, I think they did sexual position. They also did anal, right? I think some of them did anal. So maybe they but were it was, it the was way a lot of the the thigh sex. Really? Yeah, yeah we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, but we're we're gonna stay on Stonewall for right now. Um, in 1966, the law was overturned, so alcohol could be served to gays, but being gay in public was still illegal. Yeah, which sounds crazy. If you're gonna repeal the drinking thing, you're like, all right, in your own homes. As a gay man, if you come outside, you better be sober as a judge and straight as an arrow. Yeah, you better not slip up if you get drunk. Right. So this is kind of a fun twist. The mafia family, the, 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 the mafia family, the mafia and the Genovese family owned a string of gay bars in Greenwich Village. And mm -hmm. like they bought the Stonewall Inn as a straight bar, a failing straight bar. And this guy, Fat Tony, one of these young guys, his name's Fat Tony, who was the guy who, like taking control of this. Uh, he controlled everything from the jukebox to the cigarettes. He's like, I know how to make this as gay as shit, y'all. It's like that Kitchen Nightmares TV show. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah this yeah. is what we need. Yeah. This is going to be a gay bar, guys. So he closed the Stonewall Inn, renovated it very cheaply, and then reopened it as a gay bar. Okay. He bribed the New York's uh, six police precincts with about 1200 a month to turn a blind eye to what was happening at the Stonewall Inn. And they opened it as like a bottle club. So it was, it was supposedly like an exclusive club where everyone had to sign their name in and everyone used pseudonyms, you know. Okay. And uh, like they were supposed to use their real name to be like checking the guest list, but everyone but just wrote fake, you know, yeah, like yeah, Dickie yeah. McBall hair it's or like whatever. A, it's like at the end of a video game. <laughs> right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Like A-A-A-S-E-S. <laughs> it's kind of, I wonder who like led up like, who pitched the gay bar racket? Because the mafia was like, here's a marginalized group we can exploit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? These gays, Tony, you notice these gays, they can't drink anywhere. We got to give these gays a kind of watering hole. Yeah, there we go. And he's like, I don't know about that, Tony. What if they start fucking in there? He's like, money's money. If it's got a little cum on it, what's the difference? Yeah. All money has trace amounts of cum. You know, I've been thinking a lot about checking out the gay bar just to see what's going on, see if it could be a profitable venture. Yeah. You really spent a lot of time down there. Yeah, I mean, I'm a thorough guy. <laughs> I'm a businessman. I'm doing a lot of research. I got to go there five days a week. You know how tired that makes me? <laughs> you know how crazy that is? Walking around all soft in there? Everybody's hitting on you. I got to say, no, I'm straight. 
He's in a pinstripe suit in a gay bar. Like, who's this guy? He's a big mafia guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, shh. He's kind of cute. You're like, don't, you don't want to. No, that's Fat Tony. That's Fat Tony. The mafia would basically extort the gay owners. And they would force them to pay a fee for protection from the police. Or they would, like, tip them off when the police were Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you need me whether you like it or not. Right. I know you're gay. And they would, they would, they would blackmail some of the guests. Yeah. To be like, hey, look, you uh, you speak up, you don't pay up, well, maybe tell people you come to Stonewall Inn. Yeah, I wonder if one of them, uh, if if uh, Fat Tony ever went in there with like, so there's like a government official who sneaks in there that the mafia doesn't like, uh-huh. and then he goes, Fat Tony goes in plain clothes, gets a little blowjob in the bathroom, and he like takes off his hat, and the senator is like, Fat Tony, and he's like, say cheese. <laughs> now you're gonna do what I say. But your dick was out, Fat Tony. Hey, I don't got a picture of that. My face isn't in this picture. <laughs> I got my dick it's unknown. <laughs> Unknown. In your face. Unnamed, my dick. Yeah, now voting for however No one's going to identify that as my dick. They bring his wife in. Shit. <laughs> you too? I knew you was a fucking rat. <laughs> That's Fat Tony's dick, all right. Skinny Deborah. <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> um, yeah, I do wonder if there was like a like an undercover guy. You yeah, know, who definitely. would go in and be like, yeah, I'm just going to go investigate, see what they're doing over there. Yeah. Make sure the boys over at Stonewall keeping everything uh, under control. <laughs> just want to make sure all of uh, the operations are running smoothly. And uh, tell my wife I'm at dinner. Yeah, Donnie, we just collected from them like yesterday. Yeah, I think we may be a few, uh, few short. You know, yeah. I just got to check, inspect some uh, cracks, crevices, you know. <laughs> I think I left a sketchbook with a bunch of naked women there. Yeah. So I might as well <laughs> head over there and, you know, just pick that up and... Chat with some of the boys. <laughs> See what they're up to. See if the game's on, you know? See if the game's on. Johnny, there's no TVs in the club. You just hear the door uh, close. There's games. There's games. <laughs> we play. <laughs> you should come down sometime. You might like it. I feel like, you know. You know, Dorothy? What do you feel like? What do you feel like? I feel like I don't want to go. You feel like you want to say something to me? I'll suck your dick right now. <laughs> Tony, that's not. I'll suck your dick right. Take off your pants. Who's gay now, bitch? You're gay. If you, <laughs> if you weren't gay, you wouldn't have come. <laughs> Now let's go dancing. If you Stonewall <laughs> was the best bar. It was the only gay bar that allowed dancing, mm-hmm. which is insane to me. What else are you doing? <laughs> you just getting drunk and being gay? Yeah, yeah. That's just bullshit. cordially being gay. I can't gay. do that and be straight. I yeah. got to dance. Yeah, you're a dancer. I'm a dancer. You're out there. I've been hit on by gay men. I'm like, whoa, you think this is Stonewall Inn? <laughs> <laughs> this is just a straight man's dance club. Yeah, this straight man's paradise. Been spending Read the most, sign, bro. Been spending most of my life living in a straight man's paradise. Yeah. And then I apologize to the bar tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'm really sorry about everything I said. About I forgot that I this is a gay bar. Paradise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I walk outside Stonewall in. Fuck. Again? Man, it's my bad. That's my bad. Now I'm going to have time. the courtesy fuck him. So the place was kind of a dump. The mafia would take over these gay bars. Weren't all gay bars like overflowing toilets and like smelly? Well, yeah, that's how they would like, cut costs. They would yeah. open it so cheaply because there was no inspector coming, no police coming. No one is looking at the the foundation of this business. There was no running water. Have you ever been in a bar where it's like smelly and you're just like, ah, fuck. I don't know. If, I don't know if I have actually. I mean, maybe like so briefly. Okay. But like this this place had no running water, no back exit, which will become important later. And uh, yeah, a lot of patrons blamed like a hepatitis outbreak on the fact that the bar had no running water and that they were just using dirty glasses (laughs) continuously. Uh, Glory holes completely clogged up. Wow. Yeah. You can't get even. Had to get Mike Rowe in there for a whole episode. Take that whole thing out. (laughs) So. what a lot of people don't think about is the hardworking men and women of this country who clean out our glory holes. Well, everybody. Dun, tick-a, dun, tick-a, dun, dun, dun. Today, I'm going with uh, Frank, this glory hole sweep, <laughs> and we are going to... It is a bad one. It <laughs> 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 gets dust all over their face. You see, like, little fetuses that have somehow yeah. formed from the cum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get a few of these sometimes. Some of these are like honeysuckles. They still got stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> If you look, it makes your chin yellow. <laughs> See that? Isn't that fun? That's good time. This is what's called a fringe benefit. Also, after we... <laughs> fringe <laughs> benefit. Yeah, there's perks to every job. Yeah. Also, after every uh, hole cleaning, we get to be the first ones to test them out. <laughs> See how that feels? Yeah, give it a little hump. Pretty smooth now, right? It's this new broom I got. That looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's straight and true. I mean, you know, whatever. 
Some guy gets stuck in one. Yeah, hey, look, it's not, it's not on me. To, uh, I'm not here to. He, Mike's like, so what do you think about the, uh, you know, what what these are used for? He's like, hey, 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 man, I just clean the holes. I don't yeah, ask I questions. Do. I don't think they don't pay me to think. They pay me to they clean pay holes. Me to clean all these holes. That's right. And drink all this cum. <laughs> well, that's a fringe benefit. That's <laughs> also what we like to call fringe benefit. <laughs> you know, sometimes I show up to the holes. There's a man stuck in the hole, kind of like those porns where the stepmom stuck under a table, and I have to fuck him out. And they go, Richard, isn't it Saturday? And you go, well, you know, I have fun. I love my job. I like to volunteer on the weekends. <laughs> I love know? volunteering. See, when a man gets stuck, the only way to get him unstuck is to make him come. That's right. Then he gets small enough to slide right out. Oh, his dick stuck. It's an old guy's tail. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you sweep? <laughs> didn't you sweep the floors of a disgusting gay I bar did. once? I was also the or first over place over and over again. Well, did I tell you it also turned out to be the first place I ever did stand up. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I really, really went from rags to riches on that stage. Uh, yeah, I guess. When I was a kid, my my ex best friend that I grew up with, his dad owned like this very popular bar, and then as decades went on, it would decline, so they would uh-huh. change it to go with the trends. And at one point, they changed it from uh, a sports bar to a gay bar called Forbidden. And on the weekends, me and my butt still a little homophobic. <laughs> I know. No, it's still kind of like what you're doing is wrong in here. Yeah, <laughs> come on in. Come on in, you sinners. And on the weekends, me and my buddy... Sinners and taints. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My friend's dad, we'd get in the back of his truck, and he'd drive us to the bar, and we'd mop the floors on Saturday morning, clean up all this. It was was sticky. Yeah. There was some uh, glaze on the floor, and we're not talking donuts. Wow. And that was where I learned how to mop properly. (laughs) You know the technique? Jizz is hard to clean. Yeah, exactly. So you have to... Was there actual jizz on the floor? Yeah, there was sticky... I mean, I would imagine there was jizz on the floor. There was... Condoms on every like high top. What? I think this was one of those things where it's like you're gonna fuck in here. You're gonna fuck in here. Yeah, people fuck in the clubs. There were used condoms. Sorry, that's new to you, man. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> where have you been? I don't know what what this is. I don't know about this life, Charles. Tell me about this life. I mean, it was just a it was a highly used club. They <laughs> got the most bang for their buck in this club because uh-huh. they fucked. But most bang for their nut. That's Sounds what I'm saying like. is that the bathrooms also like always smelled there. And this, so when I'm reading about this, like I'm what? Like, just like overly bleached and like, because I think they just like dumped bleach. And, oh, you know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. So like, ah. When you walk in and you're like, well, this smells like a pool, but there's no pool in sight. Yeah, it's too. You, you just somebody die in here. You're covering up blood. Yeah. It's less fun in here now. Right. It's hard techno and bleach. <laughs> my least favorite club. But we would, uh, yeah, we'd clean the, the jizz off the floors. And then a couple of years later, it turned into a comedy club. And that's the first time I did comedy. Standing on the floors that I didn't have to clean anymore. Yeah, from sweeping to killing, Charles yeah. Angle. <laughs> when you were mopping, you literally saw jizz. I didn't see jizz. I mean, I probably saw dried jizz. Dry jizz. It wasn't fresh. It was the next morning. If it was fresh, that'd be... I don't know, man. I mean, I've never been gay and in that environment. So I don't know. What, a, a morning I don't know how hot and heavy after? it gets. I mean, we've all been in like a, a club where like people are making out and grinding yeah, yeah. and like, you know, s- like getting close to just whipping it out, mm-hmm. but not fully. I mean, I've never seen people have sex on the dance floor. Have you? Me neither. But I don't know if that's what it's like at, 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 at certain gay bars in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's closed down now, so I'm it doesn't just, matter. I yeah. can't get it. There's, we can talk as much shit as we want. I don't know. That's just what I heard. And that was, that's what was told to me. I was also... Like 17. So they could have been lying. Yeah. But it was sticky regardless. So whether it was my hypothesis that it was drinks and come alike just blended together. Yeah. So anyway, the Stonewall Inn was a was a happening place for gays. It was mm-hmm. the only bar you could dance in this this backwards New York City where being gay and dancing is also illegal. So the mafia would protect them from the cops. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like a symbiotic, maybe a little parasitic relationship because the mafia is the mafia. They're going to yeah. probably screw you. And they eventually... You know, one night the mafia was sleeping on the job. Fat Tony was in the back uh, investigating, trying to see uh, who was really gay. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I know about the bar, but what about the patrons? The cops raided on June 28th, uh, 1969. Surprise, surprise. They had no idea. The cops come in, find alcohol, which isn't allowed because they didn't have a liquor license. They were you know, this exclusive bottle club, which didn't need a liquor license. And the cops arrested 13 employees slash patrons for uh so the employees for alcohol and the patrons for violating gender appropriate clothing laws and like a female officer would literally take men into the back have them pull down whatever they were wearing to check for like their sexual organs could you imagine how what humiliating that like is like what, what uh, that, sh- yeah show me your dick just look at his throat 
Yeah. Ask him a question. That's a dead giveaway. Yeah. They're like, I can explain. She's like, there's only one way to explain it to me. Yeah. (laughs) Whip that log out. Right. Let me suck it. If you don't come, you're gay. Right. She's the ugliest person. It's like a Monty Python witch test. Yeah. If if he doesn't come, he's gay. Yeah, I mean, this lady could have been in in the back just whipping out her badge, being like, does this do anything for you? I'll show show you mine if you show me yours. This lady had a problem. She's trying to straighten out this town one dick at a time. Let me see this. If I give him a rim job... Right. Maybe I'm, I'm able to tell if they're gay or not. It's kind of like a one, two, three thing. What? Oh, like getting to the center, center, of, a, a tootsie center of a Tootsie Pop. Yeah. What, and then she just chomps their prostate at the end? <laughs> no, I think she licks one, two, and then she goes finger up the ass. And if they three. come, they're gay. Three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so the police bombard this place because Fat Tony's in the back. Yeah, sorry, I, 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 I can get through this quicker. Okay. Um, there's a lot on the internet about the Stonewall uprising itself and who threw the first stone, and there's a lot of myth because a lot of people, I think, want to have, want to start pride, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of people want to be accredited with, like, I was, a, I mean, but look, we can't all get beaten up by the cops. Yeah. I mean, we can't all be that lucky <laughs> to get beaten up, not killed, and then be the first living martyr mm-hmm. for gay pride. Yeah. You know what I mean? How what fortunate. Luck of the draw. Right. So there was this woman who, when the police raided and they arrested these employees and these patrons, they had this woman in handcuffs, this butch lesbian woman, who uh, her name was Storme. And a lot of people say it's Storme. So we're going to assume that it's Storme de, de la Vraie. I think she was like French. Okay. A lot of people think it's Storme. It was, if not Storme, a butch lesbian woman. And she was half black, full lesbian. A lot of people think it was Marsha Johnson who was black, gay, trans. Mm-hmm. Holy, a, holy Trinity, the G, the B, and wow, the T. Wow, black, gay, and trans. Black, gay, and trans. She could be on any TV show she yeah, wanted yeah, right that's now. That's Netflix, She'd HBO, probably play on a, a baseball team that needs a diversity. <laughs> to be honest, she could do whatever she wanted. Marsha did a lot of cool stuff. We'll talk about her. But um, really, the, the, the person who, who was the main centerpiece of this, the Jesus of the, of the Stonewall situation, was Stormé. She was handcuffed and dragged to the cop car four different times because she Ooh. kept squirming out of their Ooh. hands. She had a lot of jazz on her. Oh, a little, yeah, okay. A, a little collateral jazz. That finally paid off, churning all that butter. Yeah, so she keeps escaping, wriggling back through the crowd, and then the cops She's have to bring her. She's j- all covered in jizz. Yeah. Her whole body. It's for her protection. The c- different cops try to grab her, and she slips out. That's allies. It's like a fish on a boat. That's <laughs> <laughs> the cum of allies at work. Yeah. And maybe as soon as she heard, Come on her. she heard sirens and she was like, everybody. And they're like, <laughs> it's been a premeditated plan. Right, right. Just look at your brethren. Yeah. I know you don't think I'm hot. <laughs> but come on me so I can save come you. Come on me while thinking of Steve. <laughs> so she she went back. By the way, this was 19. So she went back and uh, and she kept getting escorted through this crowd over and over again. The crowd is growing. Neighbors are coming out of the Everybody's house. Everybody's watching her. People are coming out. They're this mom, this girl covered in jizz on their stoops. Right. This. <laughs> this ghost is getting arrested. There's rats on top of trash cans. Yeah, everybody's watching. There's people coming out in bathrobes. Like, what's going on in the gay district? Uh, and the fourth time that they lose track of her, they get her back, and this one cop is sick of it, so he just hits her on the head with a baton. Wow. So that's, I mean, not good. So now she's bleeding, and she's getting hauled to the cop car kind of like in a daze, and then she looks at the crowd, and she's like, aren't you guys going to do anything? And the crowd goes nuts. Really? They go berserk. Whoa. They start swarming the cops. I mean, these are gay men and butch lesbians. These are this is not a weak they're group. They're pent up. They're pent up and they're strong. A lot of these guys are veterans too. Really? They've seen war. Well, a, lot of, war. a lot of gays were in World War II. Really? A lot of them. Really? A lot of gays. I didn't know that. Yeah, because it was uh, a, a lot, lot of, of dudes. Pe- a lot of dudes, but because back in World War II was you also. You want to go play on the biggest intramural soccer team you've yeah. ever been on? Yeah. There, I read the story about there was, a, there was a bunch of gays in the army, and then there were two like sergeants that would watch each new recruiting class come through their station, like as a phase in boot camp. This guy was like, me and my, my sergeant, they were both gay. They're like, we'd look out that window every day and see those men doing those exercises and go, it's a shame all these beautiful boys are about to be slaughtered. They're just looking at sexy cattle about to get killed. Oh, my God. I heard this other story of this gay guy talking about how one day, because it was also like this happened where men would men are now leaving their small towns and joining the war, now going overseas. They're uh-huh. totally anonymous. They're not. They're away from their families that are super against being gay. Of course. And also you're getting drunk in Germany every night, so things are getting a little friendlier. So there's this one story this guy was like, it was kind of known. It was more easy to kind of fool around with guys because you're all this camaraderie and come 
And this guy goes, he goes, I was gay. I was with two of my uh, whatever platoon one night out in Germany. He goes, I didn't know if they were gay, but there was kind of a, a little bit of a hint. And he said, like, we got drunk and we were walking home from the bar. And then him and this guy started, like, just being like, stop it, you. And then it turned into, like, them basically having sex in public. While the third guy is like, guys, come on, you're crazy. You guys are drunk. Man, you guys are so drunk, you're sucking each other's dicks. You guys are wild, man. You guys are fucking hammered. dudes at war fucking USA. each other right now. And then he man. goes it goes back to this old guy telling the story. He goes, man, it was a lot of fun. And uh, both those guys were dead two days later. Dude. He goes, uh, why not? Why not suck a dick? You're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah, you're going to die. And a lot of the... Um, a lot of lesbians joined the factories, and then uh, right. what Rosie this the riveter. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> you sealed my pussy shut. <laughs> you can fly the thing over Germany air. <laughs> so uh, a lot of lesbians were in. Uh, but then when the government sail this cooch across the Atlantic. <laughs> Get that thing into my Bermuda Triangle, if you know I'm what I mean, Kathy. Um, but then the government at one point found out that like a lot of gays had joined, and they were going around and trying to get all the gays out of the military. Mm. And there's this one story where like this high-ranking general comes with a lower-ranking female sergeant into this department of like 900 women. They get one of the the commanding officer, and they go, "Hey, we need to kick all the gays out. Yeah. I want you to put every gay on this list, and then we're gonna get them the hell out of here." And wow. she goes, "I can do that for you." But the first name on that list is going to be me. Nice. And then the lady, that the female commanding officer that came with the highest ranking sergeant went, you know what, sergeant? Her name is not going to be first because my name's going to be <laughs> first. Oh and then they fucked in front of him in the office. Holy Made shit. Made him watch. I'm Spartacus. And, no, uh, I'm Spartacus. I'm kidding about that last part. But <coughs> this is also last thing I'll say about <coughs> the, uh, the war is a lot of now I'm you have these men overseas. Oof, I'm allergic to all this bravery. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. I'm so fucking cowardly. You call it gavery. Yeah. So a lot of men are now overseas fighting the war, coming to the realization that they're gay <laughs> yeah. because they get to be themselves. A lot of housewives were now pulled into the port cities like New York and Portland to work in factories. Mm -hmm. Now they're away and they're also realizing their sexuality. So you have the, these moments that I would feel like when people are coming back from World War II. Of being like, they're now gay dating people. So this wife is probably being like, man, when Clark gets back, I got to tell him I'm gay. And then he lands and she's like, baby, I'm gay. And he's like, no, I'm fucking Steve right now. It's actually <laughs> we're, we're both gay. No, no, no. You have no idea. I, that's no way. I, I was, was going to tell you. I was gonna worried about how I was going to. I was worried, too. Yeah, yeah, he's sweating. He has like a cock ring in a box behind him. <laughs> yeah. This is what I like. <laughs> Steve, come out here. Yeah. And then it turns out they're dating each other's siblings. What? <laughs> then they become related in a different way. <laughs> right. We yeah. used to marry. We were married. Now we're brother and sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah, we're now in-laws. But uh, anyway, funny story. So she used to be my wife, and uh, now I only see her on holidays. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> yeah, dude. I can't believe I used to fuck that. I love her way more. Yeah. <laughs> That's not surprising. I don't know. I don't know if it's not surprising or if there's just historical basis for gay dudes fighting in in the military. There was this um, there was this band of of guys in like the fourth century BC called the Sacred Band of Thebes, uh, and Thebes was in Egypt. It was a troop of 150 male lovers. Wow. An elite force. Wow. <laughs> that uh, actually ended Spartan domination. They defeat they destroyed the Spartans. It was a pair consisting of an older Erastes and a and a younger Eromenos, which meant like lover and beloved. So it was kind of a weird Ew. like older, younger a lot of grooming going on in grooming, this. Grooming, yeah, yeah. This is doggy daycare for soldiers. Ooh, okay, but, but they were unstoppable. But they were unstoppable because it, it was seen that if you love your partner in battle, that will contribute to positive morale. You know, it'll I would like hundred percent agree. Sit to on that. a cocky, get some bravery. You know? <laughs> they they literally attributed uh Courage in battle, like different courageous, insane acts, as motivated by homoerotic bonds. Plato wrote in the like, there's cr it's crazy how much they discussed this and like how it was actually done. For three decades, they were invincible, they were unstoppable, undefeated. And Plato talked about it as like, look, if, if you're going to be fighting next to someone, the optimal person to be your battle partner is someone that you love because you're going to want to prove yourself as courageous. You're not going to want to disgrace yourself and you're never going to leave them. You're never going to leave their side. You're never going to make sure they're not protected wow, and vice proof. versa for you. It's foolproof. And anal is brave. Yeah, it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, you can't. 
You need a lot of confidence, not just for the pain, but for what's going to happen once you remove yourself. Ooh. You know what I mean? You got to be go to the bathroom a lot during the pod. Maybe. Yeah. You need the confidence not to get shaken if the guy pulls out and you got a fucking crunch bar down there. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's the term. huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the ice cream that comes to mind <laughs> and all over my back. God, what about a dipped cone? Maybe a dipped cone. Yeah, it could be like a little soft serve. <laughs> but the one guy who ended up defeating them. Let me find this guy's name because he had a pretty cool quote. Philip II of Macedon was so impressed that he erected eh, a monument that still stands today on their gravesite and gave uh, pretty harsh criticism of the Spartan views because the Spartans thought they were these, you know, gay weirdos, even though they got crushed by them. Damn. So they didn't, they couldn't respect them. Yeah, they just stayed in denial. Uh, and and Philip was like, dude, anyone who says what they were doing was something to be ashamed of is totally wrong and probably dead. Wow. So how about you, how about you back okay, off? Like and then he defeated them. <laughs> wow. He's like, I'm the gayest. I'm the gayest around. <laughs> I'm the gayest there's ever been. I'll defeat a whole, what was it, band of thieves? Oh, a band of thieves. Sacred band of thieves. Sacred band of thieves. Yeah. I wonder how the sex went down if it was all at one. There had to be some orgies. It had to be a big, right? I would imagine. If you were with 150. What, I mean, one cock, what's another? Yeah, exactly. What's a third, a fourth, And a that's 15th? a fun thing to get drunk and talk about. This guy, look at him. He's taking all the cum last night. <laughs> Dude, you were so hungry. Dude, I'm surprised. How are you going to see in the next battle? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fucking didn't close his eyes. So foggy in there, so I bet. Idiot, dude. <laughs> Came right on his eyes. Cause didn't close them. He was like, oh, I'll look up at you. And I was like, it's not going to do anything for me. The Spartans actually had like a, a reason for not liking. Uh, I just remember this. The Spartans hated the idea because they thought it put too much on sexuality and not enough on military talent. They're like, you're not going to pick the best long poleman to be next to you. You're going to pick the best man with the longest pole. The, you're going to pick the one you're most attracted to, not necessarily your best military partner. But that wasn't true. That's not true. The Sacred Band of Thieves recruited based on merit alone, and Spartans actually recruited into their army based on birth, not based would, on Spartans merit. Spartans would make a Spartan. Spartans They're like would the make Marines. a Spartan. We'll break you. What? <laughs> the Marines are like, we're supposed to... You can only be a Marine if your dad was a Marine. <laughs> That's not the case. No, I'm talking about how they would do it off of birth, but then as a child, you're trained and disciplined to become a Spartan, right? Yeah, but the only ones eligible to go through that hellish training are ones born of Spartans. Got it, yeah. So it was like an, kind of a warish aristocracy. So they were like, what are you talking about? You have like a selective pool. You're just taking from one bloodline. We're getting gays from all around the country. We're recruiting yeah, from we get the Oregon best State, Washington, Macedonia, Yeah, they're United Egypt. Nations. yeah. Yeah, that's a. I mean, I agree with that. I also feel like those people's ghosts were walk, watching WW2, like, no, keep them in. Don't kick them out. Right. Trying to get all the gays out. You guys are doing it wrong. I kind of, I mean, I agree with that strategy. So we could get into, because we're talking about ancient Greece, we could get into, it's a whole different subject. So we should I'm, probably finish up Pride. Okay. And then go to ancient Greece. What do you want to do? I'm going to pee. You're going to pee? Yeah. Get out there. How did we even get into the gay oh. soldiers? Because you From Storm A, though. Because the people that. Um, when she looked at the people and said, aren't you going to do anything? And these people rioted. These people have seen hell. They've seen oh, real, they're, they're, they're yeah, strong yeah, yeah. people. They're not these dainty people. They just went and they fought the Nazis, fuck people, and then watch them die. These people are ready to riot against the they're cops ready to, at they're a ready bar to in New York City. Oh, yeah. Um, so they, 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 you know, they exploded their, the, the bar ended up getting set on fire. Like they barricaded several cops in the bar and also, like, a reporter and, like, I think a patron or two. But they were like, let it burn, baby. Just shut it down. And remember, there's no back exit. The people die? No, they, the firefighters came and put it out in time. Wow. But the Stonewall Inn was, like, on fire. And there were cops. That, like, people thought they were going to just be burned alive. Wow. Inside of there. And then the, the you know, the, the crowds and the commotion kept going for, like, a week straight. Yeah. Gay. It wasn't just a sensational day. It was a whole week and inspired everybody to actually make a change. Take a chance. The, st the Stonewall Uprising uh, led to the next year, the Christopher Street Day Parade, which was the first Pride Parade ever. Oh, wow. Uh, which is pretty cool. But there was, it's like it's weird because there's still prejudice even within the gay community against like drag queens or people identifying as trans it's like yeah you can have sex with men but don't dress like a woman yeah that is very strange that weird. They just all unify yeah i think there was like they they wanted to get they wanted to claim one inch of of progress and not try to get everybody's they but just wanted the l and the g's they wanted the not lg the not, well the b's could be in there the buys. yeah i guess they could <laughs> right maybe charles personally wants do you really count gets them out yeah Oh yeah, so they had this they had this parade, they had this pride parade and the gays wouldn't let they didn't want the the drag queens 
in it at all because they had like a bad reputation and, and we'll talk about why kind of because of Marsha Johnson and and just other people who had just really hard lives and like mental illnesses. So, yeah, they're going to be a little volatile. Well, you got to be mentally ill if you're dressing <laughs> like a lady. You got to be crazy. And then you just <laughs> lift up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the pod. Storm A, though, was this gay civil rights icon. She was an entertainer. She's getting booked at the Apollo Theater, Radio City Music Hall. That's pretty good. She worked for a lot of her life as an MC, singer, bouncer, bodyguard. And what I think the coolest thing is, kind of like Mag Robinson, once he came back and started busting all those teenage drug users, she was a volunteer street patrol worker. She was, quote, the guardian of lesbians in the village, known Ooh. as the Rosa Parks of the gay community. She's uh, gay Batman. So she, what was she going to do, beat some straights up? She would not beat up straights who weren't doing anything. <laughs> that okay. would be called assault. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That she beat up some bad straights. She's beating up bad straights. She picked she some would, bad apples. She would roam, roam like 7th, 8th Avenue in the village into, into her 80s. She's like 80. She's like Clint Eastwood. Wow. She's yeah, Clint always Eastwood. Making, always making movies. <laughs> yeah, always making movies protecting the gays. Uh, out next is Ma'am Torino. She's really the... <laughs> <laughs> She's the opposite. Yeah. Tran Torino. I should have said that. Tran? Thick. No, she was lesbian. Storm. I know. I just tried to. No, I know. But don't try. You don't have to try so hard. Just sniff this. Smell this. <laughs> Loosen up, man. Oh. Yeah, we got to do poppers on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she'd patrol the sidewalks into her 80s on the lookout for what she called ugliness. Any form of intolerance, bullying, or abuse of her baby girls. Don't like that last that term. That sounds a little... Sounds a little Greek. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Sounds a little sacred. Uh, you remember the thieves, yeah. Stormé? Yeah, it sounds like she's trying to steal some puss from the cradle. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she was not... She was armed. Yeah, I feel like she has to have a gun, right? She does have a gun. You're a lady and you Fully like, has a gun. She's tall. like a straight revolver, like a desert eagle. And she's like, <laughs> like a big, long pistol. Huge recoil. Yeah. Shoots it, gets the guy behind her, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Stormé was uh, was was pretty sweet. She literally walked the streets of downtown Manhattan like a gay superhero. She was not to be messed with by any stretch of the imagination, and that was her obituary in the really? New York Times. Yeah, dude. Wow. How would how would it, how would it feel to be called in your obituary a straight superhero? That's very cool. That'd be nice. I wonder if she had a layer, huh? A little lesbian layer. Unless she had a, little a layer. <laughs> Alpha. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, sir. Sir, sorry, ma'am. I'm still adjusting. I'm still adjusting <laughs> to this new world. Okay, it's a lot. It's a lot and it's quick, but I'm gonna get there. Anyway, gay Batwoman. She's in the cave. She's in the cave. Yeah, she she doesn't have a sidekick. No, but she does have a belt full of scissors. She throws at people. Ah, that's a good. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what uh she you know how they say Elvis stole rock from the uh, black from rock and roll from black people. Mm -hmm. I think Batman stole uh, the utility belt from Storm A. Probably. Appropriated it. Mm -hmm. To another straight white billionaire <laughs> who didn't need it. Nope. Just being a vigilante for fun. Uh, there was another woman, um, well, technically a drag queen, a trans. Well, I, I don't know. She didn't identify as... She didn't really have a gender. Uh, she didn't identify as, as, uh, as any certain gender. She, he, Marsha, was a gay man who dressed in women's clothes, and that was all that Marsha needed to feel themselves. You know, okay. they didn't need a surgery, no copay, just give me to a thrift shop. I feel like a woman. Johnson originally used the name Black Marsha, but later decided on the drag queen name Marsha P. Johnson, getting Johnson from a restaurant on 42nd Street, and the P stood for pay it no mind. <laughs> and so they'd be like, what are you? Are you a man? Are you a woman? She'd be like, I'm Marsha Payne, no mind Johnson. Wow. Bitch. Yeah, she has a little tagline. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. People miscredited Marsha with, um, you know, being the one that was handcuffed or the first person who threw the brick at a cop. Okay. She like, I think two days into the rioting, she did drop a bag of bricks onto a cop car. So maybe, you know, over time, people, you know, telephone it and they're like, no, Marsha was chucking bricks at cops. Yes, you swallowed by a whale. Believe me. You, you got to trust me on this one, man. I saw it myself. A big sperm whale. She was pretty psyched. <laughs> Marsha was uh, very cool. She was like an advocate for a really like a group of kids who were living on the street who had a really tough life. A lot of them were like child prostitutes. Wow. Like dressing in drag. That's how they were making a living. Because a lot of these kids, when they would come out as gay, like this one person, Sylvia Rivera, that she kind of befriended and took care of and later went on to form this foundation with, Sylvia was on the streets when she was like 11. Wow. And again, she trans, you know, 
trans woman. Her dad left. She's Puerto yeah. Rican and Venezuelan. Her dad left. Mom killed herself at three. Uh, went to her grandma's place, uh, who didn't really like it when, when Sylvia started dressing in women's clothes. Out on the street by 11, child sex, you know, sex uh, prostitute. I'm going to go ahead herself. and blame grandma for that one. I'm going to blame a lot of people in her life. Yeah, and that's it's all tough. three of her elders. Yeah. So she had no other way to turn. No. So she did find comfort and emotional support and food and shelter through the organization that, that Marsha was kind of unofficially starting and, and later formed as STAR, which stands for Street Transvestite Action Revolutionaries. That's cool. That she formed with Sylvia is very cool. And um, yeah, she was sweet. She performed in a lot of drag groups called Hot Peaches. The Cockettes came over from San Fran and performed good, with Marsha. Oh, yeah. We looked up the uh, what would our different drag, drag names. names. Yeah. We actually didn't have a lot of good ones. That's <laughs> uh, true. It's true. They were pretty bad. They were bad. I think we came up with uh, one for you and me, though. Well, anyway, there was like, a few drag queens that, like, sometimes they just go too over the top. Yeah. Like, putting it in my ass. Yeah, putting it in my ass. Yeah. I liked one, Ashtray Simpson. That one was good. That was good. Marsha had a rough upbringing. If, if you're a drag queen at this time, it's very tough. Like, very, yeah, I can't yeah, imagine. You have a tough life. You've, you've not been accepted, really, by every community, including the gay community. Which is tough. Yeah, you're bottom. Of, you're the bottom of the bottoms. You're the bottom of the bottoms. You're the lowest point of the totem pole. You're at cock and no bottom. one's even. You're a cock bottom, and no one's even patting you on the back. No, no. one's even like, hey man. And you have maybe the lady, hardest struggle. You're doing great. Yeah. No one is like. Of uh, course, you, you don't belong the, to any group except for this. You know, bonded by the trauma of the experience that you've all had together. Yeah, I wonder how many. And other the fact that you can go shopping. Mm-hmm. You know. Nobody's perfect. Marsha had a temper, and that's when Malcolm would come out, which was kind of her like more masculine alter ego. So she was kind of viewed as as like uh, schizophrenic a little bit or disassociative identity disorder. I don't want to diagnose her, but she did like when she got angry. That's when Malcolm came out. Okay, she's like, "You won't like me when I'm angry. You won't like me when I'm gay." Ah! <laughs> his Jump. dick rips his pants. <laughs> big and green. Yeah. Who wants it? <laughs> During the moments uh, when Johnson's violent side emerged, according to an acquaintance, Johnson could become aggressive and short-tempered and speak in a deeper voice. And as Malcolm would become, quote, a very nasty, vicious man looking for fights. So, like, if you hit Marsha, Malcolm's hitting you back. Wow. Malcolm's fucking you up. Marsha uh, would often get in fights and wind up hospitalized, sedated. Like, you got to imagine if you're, like, a lady, if you look like a lady and you're trying to beat up on a guy and you're, like, winning, that, like, a bunch of dudes are going to come out and start yeah. whooping your ass. Yeah. So, like, she got hospitalized. She Friends had to bail her out of jail, get her released from, like, institutions like Bellevue. And there's a those institutions. Well, I'll talk about it soon. It was wild what they would do. You know, they would commit gay and trans people to institutions because they were uh, they would call them sexual psychopaths. Wow, that's what they would label you because you were gay. Or they trans. think their wires are so crossed. Yeah, it's like a mental illness. They, they, that's yeah. tough. Yeah, so that that her like violent episodes are some of the reasons why they didn't like crediting her with being that involved as a gay it's like being like Trump activist. has some good points and you're like uh. yeah it's like when the rioting starts Marsha's there but they're like you would have done this whether we were here or not yeah 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 okay <laughs> you know you're always rioting you're always <laughs> throwing bricks yeah this is just the one time it's happening for everybody else yeah I know this is like your thing yeah so uh, Marsha was very cool but they, yeah there's a there's a bit of a she was kind of a public she's enemy she's complex she's, well, she's an en- not an enemy but just people think she's pariah. volatile she's a pariah a pariah in terms of the goody goody gay shoes yeah yeah she had a lot of friends she helped a lot of people yeah especially because the image everybody thought that gay people were so different a lot of gay people were trying to be like we're regular people mm-hmm. there's all these movements that that's where they all started to be like hey we got to like clear all the rumors up that we're psychopaths like we're just people and uh, i feel like marcia would be the biggest thing like no we can't represent her we need to prove that we're regular people yeah there were some gay people who went the other way in terms of uh, not being so outward and and like aggressive mm-hmm. and they just tried to really fit in and so instead of like pride parades, they would have, I think in like the 70s or even the 60s before this whole pride movement happened, they would have all the gay guys would dress in suits, all the women, all the lesbian women would dress in dresses and they would march silently just to be like, we can fit in. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but that doesn't do anything. I mean, if it's quiet, it stays quiet. With banners like whisper it soft, can't even hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a, it, you definitely need something like Stonewall. That's what happened. It was a big explosion and that's when things started to change. And that's really a lot of what I have about Stonewall and, and Storme and, and Marsha. I got a little bit of stuff whenever you're ready about it. I just looked into the history of like being gay in America. Mm-hmm. And it was it's wild and different. How was your childhood? Um, you know what? We're about to find out. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Zach. That's going to do it for the Pride episode this week. We wanted to cover Stonewall and the the formation of Pride as, as the real meat of the episode. But Charles and I actually recorded another hour of Pride content. We talk about the history of being gay in America, the first ever drag queen who was actually born a slave but would later host parties as a free man. Um, we talk about being gay in the Civil War, what happened to the poor drummer boys when the men needed some comfort, uh, being gay in ancient Greece, the Isle of Lesbos. It's a real place from which all lesbians hail. That's not totally true. But if you want to hear more, uh, we got a lot of interesting history. If you go to patreon.com slash overshadowed podcast, you can sign up for as low as 250 a week. No, a month. Are you kidding me? I think it's 250 a month. We're making so little money off of this. Um, so very low barrier to entry. We got a lot of bonus content up there, including more pride content coming at you right in your face. We love you. Um, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Follow me everywhere on uh, Instagram, TikTok, at Zach Russell Comedy. Follow Charles at Charles underscore Angle. I think he was shadow banned on Instagram, so he's also promoting Charles underscore Jokes. And uh, whoops, now we're getting into the um, just overriding content. So I'm going to stop this recording, and uh, we love you. Oh, follow the pod, for God's sakes. Follow the pod on Instagram, and uh, God save the queen. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, here's a little uh, sneak peek of what's on the Patreon for this week for the Pride app. Don't act on any queer activity or we will find you. We'll find you. And I wanted him so badly to be like, we will find you and we will suck your cocks. <laughs> there's an officer next to him like, detective, that's, uh, that's, that's not... a new program you haven't heard. <laughs> it's the Check only... your email. It's called, you ever heard of Scared Straight? What's this is email? called Sucks Dry. It makes you... <laughs> It's like a snake venom. You got to suck it out of these yeah. kids. It's like when you get caught smoking a cigarette, now you have to smoke a whole pack. the whole pack. The whole police force right, has to suck well, you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole ladder, the whole firehouse. Yeah, everybody. Jody, get in here. The guys keep coming down the pole. Tony, John, Glenn, Clark. How many are there? Get down here. Yeah, oh, these guys' diets are not good. These guys are sucking me straight. Have you ever, have you ever even heard of pineapple? <laughs> these kids are eating too much square pizza, Shit's I tell acid. <laughs> I'm getting burns on my face. <laughs> Quit it with the firehouse chili boys. I'm dying here. Holy hell. Oh, wow. You're really, you talking about getting, uh, getting. I'm just talking about cum. Yeah. Oh, okay. You thinking shit? I was thinking, yeah, you're going down to that. No, no I'm not. just thinking, uh, you know, you, uh, you come what you eat. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're just pinto beans flying out of my tank. Yes. That's why it tastes like dreams. <laughs> uh. You eat dreams? <laughs> yeah. Wow.